You're listening to the ProcureTech Podcast, your weekly show for all that's cooking in the digital procurement space. Yes, we've got the hottest startups, thought leadership and conversation from visionary industry experts and definitely no stiff corporate content. I'm your host, James Meads, procurement pro, digital nomad and ProcureTech fanboy. And now here's this week's show. Yes, welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech Podcast, where we bring you everything that is fun, innovative, and exciting in the digital procurement space. Continuing on with our series of interviewing industry experts and thought leaders to get their thoughts on all things digital procurement from their little angle or little niche in this world that they play in. And my guest today needs absolutely no introduction to most of you, but we'll do an introduction anyway, just in case. So Susan Walsh, the classification guru herself, is my guest today. Susan, thank you for joining me. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me again. I always love our chats. <laughs> so you are actually one of my first guests back in series one. I think it was I think it was yeah. the fifth episode that we did. So that would have been round about April 2020. So, you know, when we cast our minds back to what was happening in the world back then, your business, either by coincidence or, or, or just by sheer determination, by, by fate, really, <laughs> the, the fact that what happened with, with, you know, with, with lockdown and with remote work and everyone needing yeah. to get their data in order has, has really boomed since then. So for anyone that doesn't know you, or indeed for those that do, just give a quick background of you know where you've come from, how you started out, and your sort of unique take on the on the digital procurement space and how it affects you and what you do. Yeah, it's been a wild ride the last couple of years. Um, I've had the classification guru for just over five years now. I didn't come from a data background. I fell into it by accident. I went to work for a spend analytics company and did so for five years. And then decided to to go it alone. I thought, people, there must be companies out there who just want their data classified and normalized. They don't want the analytics part. And as it turns out, over the years, there's been a huge move from outsourcing spend analytics to bringing it in-house. You know, most departments have some kind of analyst now. You know, that just didn't exist five years ago. Yeah. And and but people still struggle with the classification, the normalization, the cleansing part. So that's where we can help. We also help with things like supplier cleansing for P2P implementations, where there's like a five, 10 different versions of the same supplier with similar addresses, but not quite the same. We do CRM systems, and I'm working on an exciting project outside of the procurement space right now, but still classification for retail category management. So we are taking all the different sources of data that can be bought and categorizing them to one taxonomy. So that opens up a whole new area. So basically, if you've got a data problem, we can probably help you with it. And obviously, because you're not a tech solution, essentially, you know, you're not featured on what we're doing with procurementsoftware.site. But the, there are a lot of companies out there, mainly in the spend analytics space, that claim to do master data classification, maybe claims not the wrong word, that do master data classification, but perhaps the amount that they can do automated versus, you know, what they need to do on the back end to to augment that data and to 
than to make it foolproof is perhaps a little bit misleading. And I know you like to talk a lot about that. So, you know, that leads me on to the next question that I was going to ask you, which is, you know, how has procurement technology impacted you and your business with that sort of in the background? You, you know, I would say if anything, it's helped my business. I think that for years the in the procurement tech space, they've done a very good job of, and actually it's wider than procurement, it's data in general too, but, you know, buy our software and it will fix all your data problems. And the reality is that actually you have to have clean data before you put it into a tool or software. Or if you do have a data management tool, the people who are using it have to know how to use it. And there's definitely a lack of knowledge, awareness and skills in this area. And I think it's really good for us to be realistic about what all of these tools can do. And actually, there are a lot of tools out there that say they're automated, but nobody ever thinks to ask what percentage is automated? There's an assumption naturally that it's 100% automated. But the reality is, I think if you look at most of the, the, the companies out there, there will be a team of people behind that automation tool also working away in the background. The difference with us at the Classification Gurus, we're saying, hey, we are manual eyeballing at first and then automation, automation even second because it's so important to get it right and clean the data before you automate it. And there are also software or tech companies out there that do have a more hybrid, I'm thinking Creactives is probably the most obvious example, yeah. that, that, do, that do offer consultancy off the back, uh, uh, on, on top and are very open about that, but their solution is very much focused on you know, enterprise-level, complex material master data more than vendor master data, isn't it? In their yeah. sense, they do a lot in the MRO space. So, you know, there clearly is a model to have a to have a hybrid as well. There Absolutely. Are the, but you... then, then there, there are the other platforms though as well, aren't there, that, that, that do the more sort of scraping and using AI to, to sort of clean the data. But I'm thinking sort of teal books and scout bees of the world are the two that immediately spring to mind. But they're not classifying data, are they? They're just essentially supplier discovery platforms that can help to that can help to clean and categorize data as part of that offering. I think they maybe categorize it in some instances, but again, you where you're scraping information from the web. Where is that data coming from? How do you know it's valid? Is is there somebody behind that? A human just double checking that? You know, that's my take is you should always just have someone double check, someone who knows that industry, the area, etc. Um, and, and back to the, the point about Creactives, like you, you hit the nail on the head there. They are focusing on a specific industry in a specific area. You will find that automation is far more successful when you focus on a specific area. If you're buying a tool that is going to try and cover off every single industry in the world, then you're going to find that it's not going to hit the mark as well because it's trying to be everything to everyone. But if you've got a specific tool for a specific industry, then it's going to be far more successful and accurate. Yeah. But always, you know, always think about where is where is where is the data coming from? And and you know, I think it's really important within organizations. I always say you should know your own data. You know, verify whatever you're buying in with what you know, just to make sure it's right. I mean it's even just an hour, you know, just to check it, just to look f- for anything obvious that's not right. Because if anything obvious is not right, 
you're probably going to have other problems. So do you think there's... uh, Sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, it's easy to say when it's, you know, but when you, you know, have millions and billions of rows of data, then obviously it's a bigger problem. And that's why just spot checking to make sure it looks right is is a good way to just sense check and gauge what's going on. Yeah, and generally the bigger the organization, the the bigger the dirty data problem is, right? Because they've grown through acquisition oh, yeah. and they've got multiple ERP systems. You know, the a mid market business might not, you know, might not have the in house expertise or the resource, but their data is not going to be as dirty as a as an enterprise company that's oh, yeah. you know grown through acquisition over the years. Yeah, it it can be a real real trouble and not everyone knows where to start. Um, quite often I hear, oh, we're going to try and do it in-house, which, you know, gives me the shivers because I know I could do it quicker or we could do it quicker. We could do it more efficiently and accurately because we do it day in, day out. And something that might take them, I don't know, six, 12 months, we could do two, three months. Uh, it's just, yeah, getting that buy-in from the business to that. So, I mean, this can either be in the data space or it can be another area of technology entirely. But could you maybe give me one area of procurement where you feel that tech or digital transformation is going to have or is already having the biggest potential impact? And that can be, it can be, you know, essentially anything. But, you know, what's the, what's the biggest trend that you're seeing in terms of tech's impact on the profession? There. I mean, it's great. There's so much going on in the space right now. It's really hard to pinpoint something. But I think certainly the kind of P2P process now is automated. I've been at a lot of events recently. I've seen you there too. And there's been a lot of talk around fraud and how people can get away with fraud. And, and this kind of tech, which will scan the invoice and it'll process it, helps to minimize things like fraud. Yeah. So you don't end up with two invoice, the same invoice being paid twice because it's named slightly differently or things like that. And, you know, the biggest problem, data problems start with people. So if you can remove the, the points where there is the most likely to be errors caused by people, then that's great. So invoice scanning, processing, going through a system. But again, you always just need someone who is knowledgeable in the area just overseeing everything and checking that it's it's still working and it's still right don't just take for granted that because something's working today it's always going to work i didn't expect you to say p2p but i'm kind of glad that you did because you know if we open it out and include sourcing in there and look at wider source to pay i think there's so much talk now about strategic procurement and you know things like ai driven negotiations and automated tail spend and this is all very very relevant especially in enterprise but i think once you get down to smaller businesses that have probably not even started with any sort of digital transformation yet just having something like a process automation bot in ap without even having to invest in any specific software yeah. but just getting a company to build a bot for you to to automate or simplify some of the most repetitive tasks, especially if you've got your purchase admin or accounts payable clerks working in high cost countries. I mean, that's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's, it's efficiencies, it's accuracy, it's saving money that on, on invoices that could be paid more than once. It's helping to minimize fraud. And especially 
if you're in a small business, the impact of something like fraud or paying a, an invoice twice is so much more devastating than in a larger organization where this can be absorbed without people even really noticing. And, you know, as a small business owner, it's, you know, there are not enough hours in the day as it is. And if you're tired and you're suddenly doing paying some bills and you make a mistake, just to have that there and not have to worry about it is Yeah, no, is it, 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 it is. And I think digital technology is a means to enable procurement professionals to do what they should be doing almost, isn't it? In whatever angle you look at it from, whether it's P2P or whether it's data cleaning or or if it's automating some some low-level negotiations for one-time spend, the common topic that it always comes back to is it frees up expensive, valuable knowledge workers to be able to do something more relevant to their profession that they should be doing. Yeah. Hey, so just a quick interlude to let you know about procurementsoftware.site. This is a new website that I recently launched to give you, the listener, a free-to-access intuitive guide to digital procurement technology. You can filter on a multitude of different criteria and pick out a short list of procurement software solutions that are relevant to your business and your needs in less time than it takes to boil an egg. No corporate subscriptions, no complex jargon, and definitely no pay-to-play model. We are a completely transparent, open book, and we really want to get your feedback on what we can really do to make this user experience better and constantly improve so as we're providing value to you. Check out procurementsoftware.site. And now let's get right back to this week's podcast. Yeah, so I mean, to what extent do you think that digital will be the driver in elevating our profession versus, I don't know, something like black swan events or geopolitical instability or, you know, just the necessity of, you know, things like inflation causing procurement to have a, to, to have a, a bigger light shining on it. How, what, where do you think tech plays into that in terms of its importance? If you're freeing up that, that, that valuable time, you can then focus on the more strategic efforts and, and really, look at, at whether it's cost efficiencies, uh, rationalizing suppliers, negotiating better deals with existing suppliers, finding new ones. You can focus on the more strategic efforts a lot more, which in turn will benefit the business. And actually, even just giving you time to sell procurement within the business, I don't think procurement do a very good job of promoting themselves and the value that they bring. And I know they try, some people try very hard, but I think there's still a way to go on that. And automating some of that is either going to help free up time or it's going to do some work that just isn't getting done. So at the end of the day, it's a, it's a win-win. And I, you know, there, from what I can see, there's still a lot of manual intervention going on in the whole procurement process from contracting to managing suppliers to, spend analytics, all that, you know, there's a still a lot of manual intervention, which means that it's prone to errors, mistakes, fraud, etc. If you can automate as much of that as possible, yeah. you're minimizing all those things, hopefully increasing profits for the company because you're being more efficient, you're focusing on the things that should be, and you're not... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, getting ripped off. 
I think just the last thing that I wanted to ask you as a small business owner, one of the things that you have to be very mindful of is future-proofing what you do. And you you said, you know, one of your USPs is, you know, doing a mm-hmm. lot of manual work to maintain to to ensure accuracy before you then put it through, you know, automation or through a process to to do the classification. How are you, without giving away any secrets that someone might copy, how are you future-proofing your business then, knowing that you know tech is getting smarter and smarter, and at some point there will be a spend analytics platform or a data analytics platform that can probably get you know ninety-five percent of the of the job done using using AI and machine learning. I know we're not there yet, but it's it doesn't take a genius to figure out that it's probably just around the corner. So. There must have been a lot of thought that's gone into sort of future-proofing what you do or evolving it to ensure that it maintains that it maintains its relevance, you know, in three five years time. Yeah, I th- so I think first of all, yes, there will be automation, but that's only going to be affordable for the very large organisations. There's going to be a whole mid mid section that can't afford that, and they might only need something once a year or once every six months. And so there, you know, the need for people to clean data is never going to go away. That's the truth. Um, however, I'm not just sitting on my laurels. So I wrote my book last year where I share a lot of my knowledge. Um, I'm not even... What's it called, Susan? Go uh, and give between it a the spreadsheets, <laughs> classifying and fixing dirty data. And, and, you know, a lot of my knowledge is in there. And, you know, I am... Um, not worried about sharing, you know, I can't solve all the world's procurement problems myself. So I'm happy to share my knowledge. I know that I can do it better, but I'm giving people a tool. Uh, my, the next step in my uh, process is to build some online courses. Some will be generic data cleaning courses and others will be procurement specific. So supplier normalization, building a taxonomy and spend data classification. So, you know, there's literally nothing out there right now that I can see in that space. So it's really important for me to get something out this year to at least provide an option to the market. The the classic uh, the classic idea of being able to serve many if they don't have the budget or if they're too small yeah. to be able to, to afford you as a, as a one-on-one service. Yeah, why yeah. should, you know, give them the option to try and at least do something? And, and, you know, I can't spread myself yeah. that thin and get around everybody. And, you know, I want to keep a small, tight, niche team. Um, there's six at the moment. Won't grow much bigger than that, I don't think. However, um, my next plan is to build uh, an actual product, a software as a service tool that I think is going to blow up massively. I'm not going to tell you any more about that, but that could, that could create a <laughs> lot of jobs as well. So that is... That's future-proofing my business. Awesome. I've got all the areas covered. But it's for me, my whole ethos is about making life easier for everybody. You know, we're just trying to take that pain away from getting things done that you need to get done. That's it. There's too much busy work in procurement, isn't there? No matter what it is, there's too much busy work in procurement. We need to take the scissors to it, eliminate it, delegate yeah, it or automate yeah. it. Yeah, there's definitely so much room for improvement. But, you know, we have to change our mindsets. So final question, I was just going to say, where can people find you if for some unknown reason they don't know who you are and they're not already connected oh. with you on some some or other social media platform? Where's the best way that they can uh, get in touch? Well, LinkedIn, Susan Walsh, The Classification Guru is the best place. Uh, I've also got my website, theclassificationguru.com and you'll find all the links and connections and different places you can find me from those two eight spaces. 
Fantastic. And we'll put all of that in the show notes as well as the link to Susan's book if you want to pick up a copy of it from all good booksellers and probably a few rubbish ones too. We'll leave it in there uh, for you to get some of Susan's uh, wisdom and sage for a very affordable price. Susan, thank you for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure to catch up again. Uh, Good luck with your travels for all of the speaking gigs that you've got coming up. And uh, yeah, speak to you soon. Cool. Thanks so much. Okay, that was Susan. For anyone that doesn't know her, uh, a real sage in the data and classification space and well worth a follow if you're not already following her uh, on LinkedIn or on YouTube. We'll be back again in a few days' time with our next episode. Until then, check out procurementsoftware.site if you want to get a free, easy-to-use, filtered directory of all of the cool procurement tech out there, not just the big boys that sell to enterprise businesses. Thanks again for listening. Catch you again soon. Take care and bye for now.